Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast. Modern Tales of an Ancient Pursuit. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. My name is Randy Cantrell. I'm your host here. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. What's next for you? What's the very next thing you most need to do? Maybe you're in your 20s. Maybe it's job and career kind of stuff. Maybe it's relationship kind of stuff. It's a vexing time. Maybe you're in your 30s and you're just got the trajectory kind of sort of going the way you want, but there's other things that they're not at all going the way you want. Maybe you're in your 40s. You kind of feel stuck. You feel like every day is Groundhog Day. You're in your 50s. You're staring down the barrel of, well, the end of it all. (laughs) You're still young and you feel young. But you also realize that the future, the window in the future is closing fast. So whatever you're going to do, you better get busy with it. And if you're like me, you're in your 60s. Well, just amplify all of that. Living it is not for the faint of heart. So no matter who you are, no matter what your circumstance or your situation, right now you're struggling with trying to figure out what's next. Let's rifle through some of that, see if we can't help each other. I'm happy, happy, happy that you clicked the play button. A lot of things that you can do with your time and attention and giving me a portion of it is a big, big deal. So thank you. I appreciate it. If you are so inclined and you would like to be inside the Facebook group, the private Facebook group, just go to the website, leaningtowardwisdom.com, click the Facebook icon And it will take you to the group. You'll be required to answer a super easy question. And then I'll let you in. And as long as you behave yourself, I'll let you stay in. It's a really small group. It's not big at all. It's under a couple of hundred people. I would love to tell you that I'm terribly interested in growing it, but I'm not. But that's just because I'm odd like that. I began doing a number of writing a number of different things. Um, there's an awful lot. There's just an awful lot that's on my mind. Uh, you, you would think that the older you get, there'd be less that would be on your mind, but it works for me just the opposite. Now I'm painfully aware of the struggles and the travails of being 
a teen, of being in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, uh, because, well, I've, I've been there. I've, I've, I've been, I have been through all of those destinations. It gives me some perspective. It doesn't, mean, doesn't make my perspective empirical truth or anything, but it just is an experience. So if it can be a benefit, then great. And if it can't, then no harm, no foul, I don't guess. I don't know your circumstance. I don't know where you're at. I do know this because it's a, as much as we can talk about assumptions. And I, I did a post over in my Facebook group about it, but and as much as I would hope to lean more away from making assumptions about people, about circumstances, about situations, about motivations, there are some assumptions that are much safer to make and they're not harmful. And this is one of them. The assumption that you are going through something, the assumption that you are struggling with something, the assumption that you're battling some decision. That's a really safe assumption and no one is harmed in making that assumption. It is not critical. It is not negative. It just kind of is the way life works because we are all human. I get the fact that maybe nobody knows you're going through something. I completely understand that, but let's talk about it. Well, okay. I'm going to talk. Hopefully you're going to think, and hopefully I'm going to think before I talk. So there's that. We're all going through something. I hearken back to my twenties. Rhonda and I got married just shy of our 21st birthday. It was both a thrilling and a scary time. And one of the first major purchases, and I do mean a major purchase that we made was we needed a room air conditioner for our apartment that we were renting from LSU in married housing. There were a number of little complexes made out of concrete, I might add, directly across the street from Tiger Stadium on the campus of LSU where married students could rent, and it was extremely affordable. Now, these weren't luxury kind of places, but they were perfectly, come on, you're young, you're in love. What more do you need, right? I mean, we're talking, I don't know how big these things were. I mean, we're not talking big. We're, we're talking, we're talking tiny home. We're talking a single bedroom, kind of a living area, a really rinky dink kitchen and a bathroom with a single sink. We're talking a porcelain sink kind of a thing. We're talking old school and a washer and dryer inside the bathroom. And that was it. I mean, that was it, but it was ours. It was great problem. You got to supply your own room air conditioner. Okay. So we go shopping for room air conditioners. I don't remember how much, you know, but this was a big purchase, right? Your newlyweds This is a big purchase. So we go and we, we 
get the room air conditioner. And here we are. We're both working. We're both going to school. I can't tell you. I cannot tell you how badly there have been some days that I would love to rewind and just go back there and just, and just let me just live that day again. Let me live that week again. Let me, I mean, it would be, it would be great. It would be great. Here's the good news. The good news is I have memories and so does Rhonda and hopefully, hopefully hers are as positive as mine, but there's the rub. I look back now and I remember, I remember it with some fondness and the intellectual part of me understands these were, they were exciting, thrilling times to be sure, but they were also vexing. There was also a lot of worry and a lot of fret and a lot of trepidation and a lot of, you know, you're juggling a lot of stuff. You're, you're newly married. You're going to classes. You're going to work. You're juggling finances and you're juggling grades and you're juggling this new relationship. And there's just, it's all these moving parts. And you think, well, man, is it always going to be this way? Well, you're, you're too ignorant. You're too naive. You're too inexperienced to know. Yes. Yes, Virginia, this is how it's always going to be. Except, except you think you're juggling a whole lot right now. Oh, you just wait. You just wait. Wait until you get into your 30s because you think that you're spinning as many plates as you can right now. Oh, there will be many, many, many more plates that you'll be spinning in the future. (laughs) And you know what? You do. You figure it out. Because when you're in your 20s, like we were, your early 20s, okay, well, you're, you're, spinning, you're spinning the plates as good as you can spin them, or you're trying to. And it seems overwhelming at times, but I now look back with some perspective, and it's like, man, life was pretty simple then. Why didn't it feel that way? Why didn't it feel simple? Because we didn't have any perspective. We had no perspective. It's all we knew. It's all we knew. We'd never been, we had never been through these things before. And much of it seemed, you know, it was just overwhelming at times, which is why I would kind of like to go back and I'd like to let me do that day over. Not because I want to do that day differently. I just would like to experience that day again. I would like to experience that week, that month, that semester again. Not that I would do anything different, but my head would be in a different place because now I would, I feel like now I would be able to enjoy it more. Does that make sense? (laughs) It's our, this is life. This is how our lives are. That's my point. I don't care if you're in your early twenties. I don't care if you are in your late fifties. I don't care if you're older than that or younger than that. We are where we are and we're looking at life through our own eyes. We're experiencing life through our own circumstance and situation. And we see things the way we see things. And you know what? Largely we're getting by. 
well, I'm not saying everything's perfect in your life. Nothing, things aren't perfect in my life either, but by and large, we're getting by. So I've got, it's mostly vitamins. And so I've got, I've got this, I don't know, this pill box thing, right? And it's got the days of the week. Now here's the irony. I've had one of these things for 20 some odd years. You think, well, that's an old person thing. Yeah, it may kind of sort of be, but I know I've had it for over 20 years. So you got a Monday, a Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. By the time I get to Friday or Saturday, I, I, my head immediately, I think, well, I mean, there's another week and then, and there's another week and then there's another week. Another, I mean, it's just crazy. Kind of the association I make It's I know, I know the week is gone. I know when I get to Saturday, well, okay, that's the, we're, we're concluding another week. I get it, but there's something about picking up that thing and taking my vitamins that day on a Saturday morning. And I'm like, okay, well there went another week. <laughs> and mostly I think well, we, we survived another week. We, we, we got through another week. Do you feel that way? I think we all feel that way. I know it would be great and wonderful, wouldn't it? If we could just every day, it was just this zest and this enthusiasm, this man and this great. And we're going to go, I don't know about you, but I don't think I could, I couldn't survive that. I don't think my heart could take it. I don't think I could take that level of enthusiasm about the mundane things of life. I just, it's not how I'm wired. Now you may be wired that way. And if you're wired that way, then I'm happy for you. And I'm happy that you're listening to the podcast. I'm also happy that I'm not having to interact with you constantly because you would completely exhaust me if you were, I mean, maybe there are people that can go through life just kind of with this cheerleader mentality, but I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm far too sober minded, uh, for that, but you're going through something and you and I both know you've always been going through something. Cause I have to, I, it think about when life was as good as you can remember it ever being. Are you like me? Are you thinking back fondly for me? I'm thinking back of married student housing on the campus of LSU. Uh, it wasn't all great. It just was not all great, but I look back at it with some fondness. And as you think about the very best circumstances of your life, was it all great? Was there nothing that was going wrong? Was there nothing that was challenging? I would dare say you and I both know better. There were some tough things. You were enduring some tough things. And now that there's some time and space between then and now, you have some perspective. Hello, wisdom. Hello, wisdom perspective. I can now see it a bit more clearly, really hard to do in the moment. I would almost venture to guess somewhat impossible to do in the moment. There's no way that 21 year old me sitting in married housing, working on homework could fathom what it is for the current version of me sitting inside the yellow studio podcasting, talking to you at leaning toward wisdom, 
I no, I this was not. Come on, the internet wasn't even on our radar. We were fascinated by the latest, greatest Texas instrument calculators that supplanted the slide rule. <laughs> true. I'm I'm being completely true. I don't know. Did we know what airbags were? I don't think we knew what airbags were in cars. You realize that the seatbelt, the first seatbelts that I experienced, it was that lap belt. There was no shoulder. You didn't have a shoulder. You know, are you kidding? We don't. Why, why would I need to hold my shoulder back? <laughs> fuel injection. Oh, who needs fuel injection? We got carburetors for that. I don't need that. <laughs> you just think of all the things that have changed and the things that just so weren't on your radar because, well, you had no, you had, there was just, it was not in your frame of reference at all. It was not how the world was viewed by you or anybody else. So all of that to say this, however good things are, however bad things are. Yeah, they're probably not as good as maybe they could be. And they're probably not as bad as they could. Now they could be. It's possible. Bad things happen. And so do good things and good and bad things happen to all of us. I won't argue with you about the variations of degrees. There's no question. I've had some bad moments and some were really bad and I've had other bad moments and they weren't all that bad. I've had good moments that were really, really good. And I've had other good moments that weren't quite as good. And so have you. So let's think about you. I can't talk about you because, well, I don't know all the specifics here, but I know enough. I know enough. I know that life is not this Instagram moment. I know that there's something that is weighing on you and it may not be a problem. It may be an opportunity. It may be something that's weighing on you in trying to figure out what's the best course of action to take here. What's the best decision to make? And it may be career related. It may be personal finance related. It may be relationship related. It may be job or career related. It may be spiritual. It could be any number of things and it may be a number of things. It may not be just one thing. It may be, what do you want to do with your life? Kind of a thing. And if you think that that's a young person thing, well, you're sadly mistaken. I know people in their 20s. I know people in their 30s and their 40s and their 50s and their 60s and their 70s and their 80s who are struggling with that exact same thing. Now what? Now what am I going to do? Now what do I want to do about any number of areas in their life? Well, listen, this podcast is not about telling you what you ought to do. We're just trying to lean toward wisdom. We are just simply doing, putting in the work to try to get this right in real time. Full well knowing that the odds aren't great that we're going to get it perfect. Can we get it more right than not? Yes. Yes, we can. Well, how can we do this? Well, first of all, we, we can do this by acknowledging the elephant in the room. And that is we need help. We need help. 
How do we get that help? Well, sometimes we get that help through podcasts. Hello, my name's Randy. I'm nice and glad to meet you. We can get that through books and reading. We can get that through personal human interaction with people that we trust people that are safe. We can get it from all of the above. We can get it from self-reflection. We can get it from writing in a journal, talking into a microphone, recording into a webcam, thinking things through, hearing ourselves think things through. We can get it through writing. We can get it through speaking. We can get it through conversation. We can get it through questions. We can get it through answers. We can leverage anything and all of these things to help us figure it out. So I'm watching CBS Sunday morning, getting ready for church. It's a habit. And I don't remember the fellow's name, but World Kitchen. He's, he's the fellow that he's, I think he's from Spain, based out of New York. A very successful restaurateur, uh, but 10 years or more ago, he began the World Kitchen. And the World Kitchen basically goes to places to feed people during real big times of, of distress, whether it's a natural calamity or, in this case, the war in Ukraine. And he made a comment toward the end of the piece that, for him, it was just about moving forward. He, he, he's not a big He's not a big fan of meetings and planning. And he's like, the time that we would take to plan, people could be starving. So eh, we really just don't do that. We just move forward. Because if you're going to, if you need to turn to the left or to the right, you're not making any kind of a turn unless you're moving forward. He said, I agree with him. I'm, I, I'm not saying that I'm a great practitioner. He, he clearly is a great practitioner of this. It has proven that it works for him. I'm a guy who enjoys a little bit more planning, but his point is not lost on me. How about we just dive in and we just start helping? That was his point. So it's what he leads his organization to do. We just, we hit the ground and we just start trying to help people. And as we need to figure things out, we figure things out. I think there's tremendous wisdom in that. I think that's worth thinking about. I think it's worth us talking about here a little bit and considering as you contemplate your circumstance and your situation, because here's what I know to be true in my life. And maybe you have found this true in yours as well. We sit back and we ponder and we ponder and we ponder and we ponder. And those of us that may be a bit prone to overthinking, well, we just engage in more overthinking. And then the adage comes true that after all is said and done, a lot more is said than done. Or a lot more is thought about than done. So what are we doing? And I think some of us can get paralyzed with not doing something for fear that the thing that we're going to do might not be the very best thing to do. And so enter into the equation all the thoughts about risk mitigation fancy term. All it means is let's just minimize the downside. Let's minimize the risk here. Let, let's, let's protect ourselves from being really stupid. Let's protect ourselves from making a bad situation worse. Well, 
it really isn't that hard, nor is it that impractical when you stop and think about the circumstances of your life. Let's consider the one that you're going through right now. Are there decisions that you could make that would be absolutely the worst decision? Well, of course. I don't know what they are, but you likely do. Well, are you going to make those decisions? Well, no, of course you're not going to. Not if you're thinking clearly. Okay, so let's throw those out the window. They're not under consideration. So what are the other options that are under consideration? What are the choices that are under consideration? And how risky are any of these choices? Some are might have a risk. Others might not have any kind of a risk. And when we really stop and think about it, this whole moving forward thing, how about we take a step? Let's take a step. Can we take a step in the direction that we're fairly certain is the right direction? May not be the ultimate right direction, but it's at least kind of sorted, generally speaking, in the right direction. If I need to go north, but I need to go northeast, how big a mistake is it if I go northwest? One step. Well, I can course correct. I mean, come on, I can take a 90 degree pivot from going Northwest and get to Northeast in one, in one step. So it's not that risky. I'll go you one better. What if I take a step? I need to go to the Northeast. What if I take a step to the Southwest? I'm com- I'm going in the completely opposite direction. How problematic is that for me? Well, with one step. I can course correct. All I got to do is just, I I just got to do a 180. I do a 180 instead of a 90 and okay. Now I'm headed back in the right direction because one step going in the opposite direction might give me the clarity I need to get on the right track. But because we've paralyzed ourselves and we're stuck and we're thinking 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 and we're not doing anything. We're not, we're not trying, we're not even trying to take some forward movement. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. And boy, doesn't that describe all of us at some point in our life where we don't know what to do. I can only speak for myself in those times where I haven't known what to do. More often than not, it was because I wasn't doing anything except thinking about it or talking about it or planning to, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. At least it never has for me. If it has for you, I'd love to hear from you. I'd like to hear how pondering it, thinking about it, but not taking any action, how that has helped you move forward. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd love to hear it. So what's going on with you? Where are you at? You struggling with health? You struggling with family? You struggling with romance? You struggling with your spiritual life? You struggling emotionally? You struggling with some mental health issues, career, job, finances? I was talking to somebody about all the buyer's remorse that's happening in the real estate because it seems like worldwide real estate is, is a big deal. Interest rates are now on the climb. Uh, They've doubled over the last number of months. I mean, they're still very, very reasonable for those of us that have history with mortgages, but it's, it, it, it feels like a real perilous time, especially when it comes to real estate kind of stuff. And the people that are buying houses now that are 
dramatically, dramatically more expensive than they were a year ago, two years ago. So they come in, 10 people make a offer on the house. You are the 11th. Congratulations. You get it. You get it. Yes. You paid over asking because you and everybody else made who made the offer. All of you made offers over asking, but for whatever reason, not just because maybe you overbid, but because there were circumstances in your deal that made your deal favorable to the seller, you get the deal. Now you've got the deal. You close the deal, you move in. And now it's like, what have we done? <laughs> you don't hear much about it. You don't, you don't read much about the people that are winning these deals, moving into these houses. And then they've kind of got buyer's remorse. They kind of wish, I kind of wish they wouldn't have taken our deal. And it's not that the house is bad. It's just now the, there's the reality that we may have grossly overpaid for this thing. <laughs> now that we're here, can, can this place be worth this? So there's that kind of anxiety going on. Now we're here in Texas. So being the Republic of Texas that we are, we're kind of, we're kind of renegades in a, in a whole lot of things. And this whole COVID-19 thing, we're just, to be frank, we're just kind of over it. I'm not minimizing it, but we're just kind of over it. You're going to have to look hard to find somebody wearing a mask here in DFW. Um, now you can criticize that all you want. You can think anything you want to think about it, but it's just kind of fascinating how we go from one thing to another. And the thing that we're concerned about now here in the DFW area, okay. Gas prices though. That's that. Those are high. Those are crazy. Got some concern, you know, real estate. Well, it's great if you're selling, but if you're selling and you got to stay in the market, well, it ain't so great. Property taxes. Well, come on, we're in Texas. So we're always going to be amped up about property taxes because they're criminally high here, but COVID. Yeah. Okay. We're kind of over that. And so it goes. So it goes life cycles around and some things that we are concerned about today come tomorrow. We're not going to be all that concerned about and other things. Maybe we do have some remorse about and other things, not so much regrets. Well, of course we've all had them and we're all going to have them. It's a sign of growing. It's a sign of wisdom. Only the fool has no regrets, but you're going through something. And I want to be the voice today, just encouraging you take a step, take a step. And while I'm painfully aware that we can take steps that are horrific, there is plenty of news almost every day of people who took a step forward in the wrong direction. And that direction was very costly to them. Worst case really costly to them, but costly to others. So we have this mass shooting in Buffalo. I don't know exactly what happened here. I know that an 18 year old young man is accused of the crime of shooting 12 people, killing 10. This was a colossally bad decision. This was a life altering life and death decision for many people, including him. The decisions that you're facing 
are not these decisions. Well, I certainly would hope not. The decisions that we're making by and large, I was reading some article. There was a couple and they, they were talking about three decisions that they were basically going to make. And it was in regard to real estate given the current situation and circumstances of things. And number one was they were going to forego purchasing a vacation place. They were considering buying a vacation home and they were now going to table that because number one inventory, wherever they wanted to buy a vacation home was low and prices were high and they didn't feel like overpaying. So they're going to wait. That was number one. Well, that got my attention because as you well know, I've got high interest in this place that I podcast about over in Arkansas, hot Springs village. Okay. Well, they're going to table that decision. You know, that's, that's a step in the right direction. That's a step. That's a step forward to decide that we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this right now is a step in the right direction. Don't you think they don't have to do that? I mean, they could, they could, they could go ahead and pull the trigger. I'm, I'm assuming there are people wherever they're looking. I'm assuming there are people who are pulling the trigger. They could also pull the trigger and do it. They could go over there. They could buy a house. If they think that, okay, we're overpaying, they still could choose to overpay. Would that be a bad decision? I don't know. It's their money. They can do what they want, but they're making the decision. IE they're taking a step in the right direction. And, and by right, I don't mean correct the way I see it, but right according to the way they see things, they believe it's the right move. Let's table that. Let's let's, we're not going to do that right now. The plan was to do it right now, but we're not going to do it right now. Okay. The decision is a step forward. The decision is a step in the right direction to make up our minds and then to do something with that mind made up is a step in the right direction for all of us. I don't know what that is for you, but let me encourage you to think about it. Let me encourage you to not just wallow in a woe is me. Here's my circumstance. Here's my situation. I don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. Well, I've been in those moments. I know what it is to feel like I don't know what to do. What has helped me is trying to figure out, I don't know what to do, but I need to do something. So let me figure out what the very best thing for me to do right now, full well knowing I don't know what to do. Now, as a person of faith, that almost always, no, it doesn't almost always. It does always involve me getting on my knees. It involves me. It involves me leaning on God. It involves me digging through scripture to get my head in a better place to understand this is all a means to an end, meaning this life and refocusing on that perspective, gaining that perspective helps. Does it give me an instant? Well, here's what you ought to do. No, no, but it gives me an activity. It gives me an action to take. It gives me something on which to make my mind up about. And 
that's moving forward. That's always moving forward as opposed to just sitting, sitting in the dark, pining about my circumstance, maybe whining about my circumstance. Even if my circumstance is very whine worthy, I've had some whine worthy experiences. And so have you, and we're human. We're going to have moments where we feel badly for ourselves. We feel badly for others. Nothing wrong with that. We've just got to kind of limit that. We can't make that our existence. That's not profitable. I get that every day can feel like groundhog day that every week. It's just like, you know, you take, you get your vitamins on a Saturday morning. It's like, well, there went another week. I don't Okay. Next week. There's another week. There's another week. And it's like the weeks are just ticking right off. And meanwhile, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to do what we're going to do. I get focused very frequently with client work on default behavior and we've all got it. Your, your personality is what your personality is. And so is mine. And that default behavior, especially under times of stress or duress, we kind of revert to the default behavior. And sometimes the default behavior is not, it doesn't serve us well. There are a lot of people and the default behavior is to hide. The default behavior is to just turtle and just, let's just hope this goes away. Let's hope, let's hope this gets better. Let's hope by tomorrow things look, they just magically look different. Now they might look different because you might have a different perspective, but the circumstance, the situation it probably hasn't miraculously healed itself overnight, even though that's what we kind of wish would happen. So these default behaviors, they help us, right? I mean, they help us cope. They help us deal with it. They help us get by. They help us maintain our, our sanity, but we've got to really be in tune with what are they? There are some people, the default behavior is knee jerk reaction. The default behavior is, you know, shoot from the hip as we sometimes say just, I just need to take an action. I don't need to think about it. I need to, and we're not talking world kitchen. Come on. He he's going into a place to feed people. So what's the risk of let's just dive in and start feeding people. Well, he he's, he's operating in an arena where there is no downside to this. Okay. So it may not be the most efficient thing. So it may, it may be caught up front when he first starts it. It might cost a little more. It might be inefficient, might not be able to feed as many, but you're still, you're feeding people. Hour one, you are feeding people. Hour 30, you're figuring out a way to feed more people and to do it better because you've had 30 hours to figure some things out, but you were feeding people hour one. There's no downside here. There's no risk here you're not likely in a situation completely like that, nor am I. We're in situations where do I stay on this job? Do I accept this other job? They both have got their pluses and minuses. They one pays X one pays Y Y is higher than X. And so there's that, but there's a lot to think about. Maybe we've been where we are and we like these people and we like what we do. And the other one, it seems like a good opportunity, but I don't know these people and I'm not, I mean, what, what if it's not what they're pitching? Yes, you could get it. You could get it wrong. 
you could leave a job that you're perfectly happy at, but you're discontented because, well, now there's this higher offer over here and I could be making that. And I don't, I kind of resent not making that kind of money where I'm at right now, but I really like what I'm doing right now. And I like who I'm doing it with. And I like what I'm doing and I could leave this and I could go get more money, but now I'm waking up every day and I'm making more money, but I, I hate what I'm doing. I don't like these people, but I don't know that until I get in there. These are the real circumstances of our lives. And that's just one example. So yeah, we could get it wrong. We could absolutely get it wrong. Do we want to get it wrong? No, we don't want to get it wrong. Cause some situations like that, there's how do you course correct that? I leave job a that I love. I go to take job B, which makes more money. And six months later, I'm like, I wish I would have never left. Can you go back? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, but maybe not. These are our problems. These are, these are the calamities that we face every day and trying to make these decisions and trying to figure out what's the best course of action for me right now. Well, I'm really focused on the next step. What's the next step? Job A, I love. Job B, I'm really enticed by. I could. I could have some conversations try to find out more about B I could try, I could put some effort into Intel and trying to figure out, is this going to be a good fit for me? If I come over here, am I going to be happy? I could talk to people that work over at B and have worked there for a while. I could find some people. I could befriend some people. I could investigate a little bit. I might be lied to people might deceive me. People might not be forthcoming, but I could, I could just take a step in that direction and find out I could try to improve what I know and what I understand so I can make a better decision. Or I could just go willy nilly and pull the trigger because it pays more money. I could do any of those things and many other things. I think today I'm, I'm really fixated on, but find the one thing, find the one thing that can take you closer to wisdom. You know what it, you know what it could be one thing, just one. And don't think quantum leap. It might be, and that'd be great. If you could do a quantum leap thing, that'd be wonderful, but maybe it's not a quantum leap thing. Maybe it's, maybe it's just a baby step. That's okay too but take it, figure that out and take it. And now before you take the second one, take a look around, pay real close attention, ask questions, make sure that you're seeing this for what it really is. Are you sure you're going in the right direction? And if you're not going in the right direction, then what are you going to do about it? Then what's your next step going to be to try to course correct what you and I both know we don't need to do is we don't need to stay stationary, frozen, fearful of making a move and just hoping that the world around us will change and bend to our will or bend to our desire, or as I call it, our ideal outcome. My ideal outcome is changing so stinking much (laughs) And it's changing for a variety of reasons. It's changing because like you, my circumstance is changing. My life is changing. 
my situations are kind of in flux. Not because I'm in some abnormal state, but it's just life. And sometimes new thoughts come to us. And sometimes new perspectives come to us. Circumstantially, nothing really changed, but maybe how we view the circumstance changes. And so maybe like the couple that says, you know, we were planning to get this vacation house and now we've decided we're going to put that off. That's a step. That's a decision. And that's an action taken in a direction. Circumstances could change and they could decide, you know what? We, we said we were going to table that for the moment. Something came on the market. We looked at it. We fell in love with it. And we thought, you know, that, that it, it's worth the money that, that particular that's worth the money. And, and they could completely go back on the planned course of action. They could, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. This is the way our lives work. Things change. There's volatility. We can talk about the volatility of the real estate market or gasoline prices. Listen, there's volatility in your life. No matter what all this other stuff going on, how that impacts it, there's just volatility in your life because you're a human being and there's other human beings in your life and there's these circumstances of your life. There's these things that you do call work and play and maybe faith and there's a lot of plates. You're spinning a lot of plates and sometimes one plate is spinning and it's pretty easy. It's just pretty stinking easy. It's just steady Eddie over here. Meanwhile, there's another one that's just wobbling like crazy and it's fixing to fall. And then sometimes they do fall and sometimes we get lucky and they fall and they don't break. And other times they fall and they break into a million pieces and there's no way we're putting it back together. This is our life. This is our life. So what are we to do? Lament that this is our life. No, it's the human condition. So we figure out what's the next thing that we need to do. And then let's figure out the next thing after that. And then the next thing after that. And the next thing, you know, we've accomplished a thing or three. We've moved further up the trail. We've made some things happen and they've not only benefited us, but they have benefited everybody in our life and anybody that we've impacted. And we're well on our way to building a better life. Why? Cause we're leaning toward wisdom. It is not for the faint of heart, but nothing worthwhile is. You knew that already. I hope whatever you're going through, you've only got two options. You know this. You're either going to endure it or you're going to overcome it. And I just hope you have the fortitude to do either one of those things. 
whichever. Yeah, I'm like you. I'd like to overcome everything. I'd like for the opportunities to be maximized. I would like for the problems and the challenges to be minimized. And that's what I would like. That's what I would prefer. But sometimes life and circumstances have other ideas. And we just have to put our mouthpiece in. Keep our gloves taped on. And fight like crazy. Just keep fighting till the bell rings. And we look back and we endured the round. We didn't win it, but we didn't get knocked out either. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. My name is Randy Cantrell. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio.